Welcome to The Broad Pod, just a couple of broads interviewing inspiring women. I'm Becca. And I'm Jackie. Let's get inspired together. Don't forget to stay tuned at the end of the episode for a special surprise for our guest. And thank you to WKWC for allowing us to use their podcast studio. Back at it. I have a confession to make, Becca. Oh, God. Okay. And because Elizabeth's here, I cannot wait to see your eyes get stuck in the back of your head. Okay. Guess what she roped me into doing. I have no idea. less than a month or in a month. Oh, my God. It's some sort of running something, isn't it? No. No? What is it? Disney World. It is. (laughs) I knew it. Talked about how okay, yeah. yes, back again. Yeah, I was like, uh, she is a Disney fanatic. Uh, no, no, we're going in a couple weeks. Oh my gosh, is there something? It's like there a specific thing you're going for, like an event or her something? Her sickness, or? it's called her addiction to yeah, Disney. T- okay, we'll talk about this. Like, how many times have you been to Disney World in just the last year? Um, like three. Do y'all have season passes? You've got to. You've got to get forward. That might be the most economical thing for your family. I don't think you can purchase them right now. Oh, you can't. There's not such a thing. Looked into it. Oh, because they're like limited. Are they still limiting? I think Florida residents can. Gotcha. It might be good for you to just buy a condo. (laughs) (laughs) Just might be good for you to move to Florida. Why did you into going? Because you and I have talked about. I'm I'm not a big traveler. However, Elizabeth's my girl. And she's the planner. Like, I don't like planning vacation. Like, okay. do not get, no, just just step away if you're making me plan. <laughs> so when she's over here, like, this actually how it went. And she's like, uh, so guess what? Matt, that's her husband. We'll introduce her in a minute. But um, Matt said it was okay for me to go. What is it like? Do they have a day off or something? I can't even remember what the weekend is. Um, no. It's just, just a random. Never mind. Just a just okay. a and she's like, so we're going to go. And she, I'm like, <clears throat> I'm asking all these so, like, where are y'all staying? So, what days? So, I'm like asking all these like questions. I'm like, so can can I invite myself? That's awesome, though. So, um, Zach is Zach and Elizabeth are spirit animals. They like go, 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 like adventure. I need to do more fun things. And me and Matt are like, uh, can we just stay home? But I thought that would be super fun because we just love it. We had yeah, such a good time go with them. We went to Halloween. Yeah. Okay. I thought and it was yeah. just the best time with them. I mean, we just get a kick out of hanging out with each other and our kids and everything. So, so I was just like, meh. Let's do that. So if I really want Jackie to do something, I ask Zach. Yes. <laughs> if yes. he wants to do it, and then he can talk her then into he it. Can talk her <laughs> and be like, listen, we did all the work. We did all the upfront stuff. So where are y'all staying? Um, we're actually staying somewhere we've never stayed. Um, Port, 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 Port Orleans. Orleans? Yeah. yeah. Riverside. It's oh, kind of like a fun. Tiana, like, bayou oh, nice. thing. New Orleans. So, cool. Yeah. Cajun thing. Yeah. And are you, do you fly out of, like, Owensboro? Owensboro, yeah. So we oh. just fly. It flies directly to Orlando. And so mm-hmm. it'll be a quick trip, but... I really don't like winter time, so just having yeah. like a couple days of sunshine oh my for God. my we, mental health is yes. <laughs> important. We're so. going yes. with my parents spring break down to um, Destin. Nice. You know, and so I like literally sent a countdown to my parents today that was like just a reminder. It's 61 days until we're in Florida <laughs> because the weather has yeah. been like, I, so, I just want to so get out of here. Destin? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it'll be, I've never been there, you know, because I grew it's up beautiful. at the beach. And oh, so yeah. I'm not one of these like Kentucky people that have spent all this time in Florida. I, right. I've never spent time. Like on the Gulf Coast of Florida, right. so yeah. I'm gonna, gonna get my official it. like Owensboro wings, I guess. Yeah, over yeah. spring break. So yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. And the other thing is is that it is a quick trip, and I'm like 
I love a good quick trip because I'm such a homebody. So like when Zach and I go to like the beach or something, he's like, I want to be there for 10 days. I'm like, oh, hell no. It's <laughs> <laughs> hey, too mean, long. I'm like, honestly, like four days and I'm good. I'm, I'm like, all right, we good? Can we go now? And he's like, uh, I need another week. Well, so I mean, you talked on the tricky. last one we did about how like a vacation with kids is really just relocation. relocation. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like, and it's I totally really see that. really with Sylvia's age. Like, yeah. it's just that age. Like, I think like, what is a sweet spot like three three and a half maybe mm -hmm. is where you start to get like let your guard down a little bit mm -hmm. um but you know when you're in a condo or like a house that has stairs or it's just not baby proof and you're right. just like i cannot sit down my house is like locked down like baby proof and you go to a condo and it's not yeah. <laughs> not even close mm -hmm. like the corner they have those like glass tables and the sharp corners and, oh yeah you know just my favorite yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> <So bad. laughs> we still have some of those in my house we gotta wear hey, them anyway they're beautiful but they're him. a hazard to a <laughs> yeah. kid's forehead uh, yeah he has a big old thing right now it's like somebody's gonna call somebody on me so y'all going for like a thursday to a monday is that when the flights i don't know sunday <laughs> Oh, Friday, Sunday. <laughs> we get it's there fast. like, yeah, Friday afternoon and come back Sunday afternoon. But that's, so. I mean, so you're just going to be like in the parks one day? Just one then? day. Yeah. It'll be fun. One oh, that'll day, be yeah. fun. Yeah. Because yeah. Sylvia like, will be the only tricky one for me, but otherwise everybody's going to be it'll super be a, hype. a marathon. But I yeah. don't understand. We'll do like, you know, you see those people that go down there for like a week and they do all the parks like multiple times. Yeah, that's got yeah. to be the most exhausting <laughs> that, I mean, thing. that is exhausting. So that's the other good thing about a short trip is you just get down there, get the excitement and come back and back to this wonderful, beautiful oasis of cold. <laughs> All right. Cool. So are we ready to talk about our guests who I think I guess. people would probably already yeah, figure I mean, it out. I hope. Yeah. Um, and I want the honor of introducing her. I um, get it. I like eyes. Oh. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I tried so me, hard. That took me nothing. a couple seconds too long to get. I see. <laughs> so Elizabeth you Martin, one of my dearest, dearest friends is here and we have been waiting uh, to have her on because she is one busy gal as you heard traveling also you know she's got a pretty important job and family uh, but we're so happy to be here elizabeth is a huge i never know if i like should talk to you or talk to the people well i'm gonna talk to you um <laughs> you are a huge blessing to me like as as an adult it is so hard to make friends and elizabeth and i mm -hmm. just connected how how long has it been now has it been eight Probably years been like yeah, I would say probably seven or eight, yeah. Yeah, so we met in the same group as Ashley Gindick, Becca's the best Kappa friend. The Kappa Deltas, you mean? Yes. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and a Bunko group, right? Mm -hmm. and we love Bunko. We just, like, hit it off right away. I mean, like, I just, I think we have a lot in common, similar. Um, I mean, she's super cool, laid back. What you see is what you get, just authentic and... Just easy to be around. Thanks. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, it, it's a blessing like to have you in my life and yeah. like that our husbands are friends and then our kids are friends. It's, I literally prayed for that before her and I were friends. I, understand I was that. like, I really please send me a family that like we can do things with and like and i mean he answered my prayers with you all so i'm so grateful feelings mutual well, thank, thank you, you. <laughs> yeah i'm so grateful to have you as a friend and to have you here today so you're a mediocre size blessing to me doctor we was I, I was actually supposed to have an appointment with you tomorrow oh, yeah. and i had to call and reschedule it earlier this week so gotcha. oh one of those people yeah <laughs> but elizabeth was friends with my husband in college mm -hmm. yes um he's gonna be embarrassed he had a crush on her in college oh, so it. sometimes i still like I to well, maybe this. if you'd have married elizabeth <laughs> then this wouldn't be happening oh my gosh really you're a part of the fights <laughs> 
No, you're not so the only funny. one I throw out there. Don't worry. He's loving all of this right now. I'm like, well, I guess oh she married gosh. the wrong Matt. Huh? <laughs> Elizabeth is technically my boss, if you think about it, because Elizabeth is on the board of trustees at Kentucky Wesleyan College. And so so you better be. She's my boss, the president's boss. So, like, I'm going to be on my best behavior, which is not very good still, (laughs) but I'm going to be on my best behavior. I love it. Excited to have you here, boo. Thank you for having me. (laughs) All right. So, why don't you, even though we just told a little bit about you, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and where you're from? And sure. Yep. So um, I was born and raised in Owensboro, um, grew up in Owensboro City Schools, went to Kentucky Westland. I've actually lived my whole life in like a mile radius. So I grew up like right down the street, like a block away. Yeah. And now I live a block away on the other side. <laughs> yeah. So my dad used to joke that I couldn't go to Brescia because I'd have to cross Frederica. Oh, that's so hilarious. I literally have spent like my whole life in this little area. And, yes. you know, I'm proud of that. And, yes. you know, I love it. Um so um, went to Kentucky Westland, met my husband, Matt, at Westland. Um, he's from Rockport. So um, he um, teaches over at South Spencer High School. So we both were able to come back home and work where we're from, which was really cool. Um, I went to optometry school at Indiana University in Bloomington mm-hmm. um, and graduated in 2012. And then... Um, yeah, came back here after that and was fortunate enough to be able to join a practice back here. And uh, I became a partner at River Park Eye Care, where I work um, in 2016, um, and I've been there ever since. And then Matt and I had our twin girls, Emmy and Ellie, in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just turned six. Um, yeah, and they're just our, you know, our biggest joy and our lives revolve around them now and I wouldn't have it any other way so mm-hmm. they're so cute they're <laughs> adorable we're in the same small group at church too she has the most you have the most well-behaved children oh. I mean really they, uh, yes. they seem to like they're just like <clears throat> as sweet as and polite as can be Excuse but also me. just fun that's, yes. that's and their their voices. Line. Like, they well, are adorable I really can't y'all have done a great for job that. My, uh, yes, I always, I always say they went through my so my mom has helped me a ton you know keep them while i while I work and Matt works and I always say they went through Susie Mozzie's school of manners. <laughs> yeah. Well, My mom's very big Sign on me that. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they are. They're I'm partial, but they're they're sweet gals. So oh my goodness. Are. They are the sweetest. And Jackie can attest to this. We were so regimented to like a fault in the For beginning sure. with having twins. Like I'm an only child and then having twins just like I mean just three from the world. world. Yeah, I'm like sure we it were is. so like, you know, by the book routine. And so you know, part of it might be partly because of that, but um, nothing it, wrong with that. It, it mm-hmm. was good. You're but, surviving, yeah. right? <laughs> we, were yeah. we were talking about traveling. I'm like, we didn't even travel till they were like three because I was yeah. just scared to break the routine, which is yeah. kind of silly looking back on it. But you know, no, because no, you got to do what <laughs> do what you, you do can, in that moment, like, right? Yeah. For your mental health too, right. you know, to yeah. keep everything like. Whew. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I understand. Do you mm-hmm. want to take away the icebreakers? There's nothing I'd like to do better. I know. I know. <laughs> you love that. All right. So, Elizabeth, question number one. <laughs> My husband's crush. Oh, um, this is like a pageant. What <laughs> has been... <laughs> Miss Davis County, what has been one of the most influential films to you and a short reason why? <laughs> so, this first question, um, I realized how many, like, just dumb, mindless, like, movies are my favorite. <laughs> Which is the best. And so, and I've listened to all your podcasts, and, like, people have really thrown out some really, like, you know, influential. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't <laughs> say, like, Wedding Crashers or Stepbrothers. Yes, like, that's kind sure. of inappropriate. <laughs> but I do, like, really just dumb humor. 
But I was very like, this question made me really think about something I hadn't thought about in a long time. So um, probably a movie I haven't watched in 25, probably 30 years. Um, so when I was little, I don't know if your parents did this, but my um, mom and dad would sometimes rent movies from the Davis County Library. Um, and so they would rent like I was so into basketball, like lived and breathed basketball growing mm-hmm. up. And um, so they would rent like these basketball like biographies and stuff about yeah. basketball players. And I, I love that nerd side here. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> there was a movie about this basketball legend in like the 60s. And his name was uh, Pistol Pete. I, knew that you, I know exactly you, what you're you talking know? about. I okay. love that I movie. I, knew, I was like, I hope she says uh, yes. Pistol Pete. That is so funny. So <laughs> he got his name from because he would kind of like shoot from his hip. So like, okay. like draw on his pistol. Yeah. Okay. And so he was um, just basketball legend. Like his dad ended up being his coach. He has like, I think he still has like the record for college points. And like that was before like the three point line. Like he was just a stud. But um the movie is actually about like his younger years yeah. and I actually need to go back and watch it. I have not watched it probably since I was in elementary school, but um, it like highlighted like his eighth grade year and like he would do all this like crazy stuff. Like he would walk to school and dribble the, his ball the whole way and like he would lay in bed at night and like just shoot his ball in the air and like it. sleep beside his basketball um, and he would like dribble along the wall like to practice his like dribbling and so I started doing that stuff like I didn't dribble on the way to school but like I would <laughs> lay in bed and like shoot my ball and, <laughs> and so dribble cute. along the side of my house um, so it just reminded me of like just like a innocent like pure like love for the game that I yes. had and um, it just brought back a lot of good memories because my parents weren't like super like athletic I mean they were like they were like band kids in high school and like <laughs> they played sports, but nothing like serious. So they never really like pushed me. Yeah. I mean, they encouraged me. They were always there for my games, but like never like pushed me. They didn't have like the end with like, I didn't play like AAU and like all that stuff. And yeah. I'm like actually thankful for that now because mm-hmm. I never yeah. got burnout and I literally yes. played every day growing up. I would be out in my driveway playing. And so that movie just takes me back to that. And it also was like the first time, like, it was the first movie where like I watched it and I felt like that drive to want to try hard. Like it yeah. made me want to like be better at that and, you know, work hard. And so it was like the first taste at like hard work. And, yeah. and I feel like that kind of stuck with me. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It was kind of cool to look <laughs> at that, that. that question because I haven't, I literally have not thought about that movie in yes. like 25 years. Oh my God, and so, that's funny. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because she is a baller over here. Previous. And uh, I mean, once a baller, always a baller, right? And super competitive, super athletic. My husband always says that. And I'm like, I, I'm like, oh, I could hang with her, which is a joke. That's hilarious. But he's like, <laughs> he's like, a no. He's like, no, she is an athlete. And I'm like, well, what am I? <laughs> you I like to think I am on the inside but anyway yeah she's a baller and yeah super competitive so <laughs> in all the good ways yeah. all the good ways you could have said wedding crashers though, too. Well, yeah, that's, that's one of my favorites, one of, my favorites. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> one of the best it, it thinks she's interested but then she's not really interested but like she might be interested <laughs> classic <laughs> classic I love this one. okay if you could be the member of any fictional family which one would you which one would it be and why Okay, so this is kind of a non-traditional answer because it's not like a true family. But um, every time I watch the show, um, I tell Matt, and I've watched the show like three times through probably, I always say, I wish I could work at the office. Oh, my god! So it's more of like a work family. Like, I'm sure it would get like annoying after like two days. But like, 
I mean, how many times, like at work, do you just want to like deadpan to the camera and be like, <laughs> yeah. like sort of feel like I do, yeah. yeah. And like, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure Michael Scott would get really annoying after a while. But like, if I could just have one day of like a impromptu like conference room call with him and like his banter and his jokes, yes. like I, every time I watch it, and I've watched it so many times, and I like drop his lines all the time to a fault. So I just, yeah, the Office Family. I just, I love oh, that. Dunder Mifflin. Do you have a favorite episode? Oh, gosh, I do. I have a lot, though. Okay. Um, I love, like, the CPR episode. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? That's what... I, and the, the the opening scene where Dwight sets the place on fire. On fire. Yes. That's, we talk oh, about that all the time. And he puts that... Anyway. Yes. But Matt listens to um, Kevin, the guy who yes. plays Kevin, has a podcast. Oh, I didn't know and that. And he interviews other, um, like, cast members from The Office. Uh, and it's really good. But we were listening to it this morning. So yeah, highly recommend it. But they were talking about how, like, the, the thing that made makes the office different from other sitcoms is that there's really no like lead like michael scott is a little bit but like you, mm-hmm. you're really invested in the characters and right so anyway, i love that show that was oh, a really man. good answer oh, thanks because you're with your work family just about as right much sometimes. That's what I was yeah at yeah. least it feels like that way <laughs> um, with your actual family so okay <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say here, but I think I might know what you're going to say. I feel like I, if you I, could, feel like I got I an idea. I feel like I might know the artist. I know. Maybe we not. might be surprised. Let's, she see, might we, have let's see which Elizabeth shows up tonight. Yes. Let's just say that. Um, is it West Coast Elizabeth? I don't know. Oh, oh, um, if you could only listen to one song on repeat for the rest of your life, which one would it be and why? Okay. Yeah, you all know me too well. <laughs> so my music taste. I mean, I know you've had a lot of people on this podcast say, oh, my music tastes are pretty diverse. But I mean, my music tastes are crazy. Like (laughs) I can literally like roll up to work, (laughs) listening to like Rick Ross and like I'll go home listening to Johnny Cash. Like you just (laughs) never know what you're going to get. So I I like oldies. Like I like Elvis. I'm a huge Elvis fan. I Mm -hmm. like Elton. I like, um, like I said, Johnny Cash. Like I like all that. I like gospel, um, like Kirk Franklin. Like I just, I'm all over the map. But if you've known me for any amount of time at all, you know that my ride or die is Snoop Dogg. Yes, we did. You did not disappoint today. (laughs) So like I have to mention him because um, there's a couple songs that like, and don't listen to the words because then you'll really judge me. Like it's not, it's not the words because if it were the words, the you'd be like, oh my beat. gosh. Yeah, it's that beat. And yeah. like there's a few intros like next episode, hands down, is like my favorite. Um, but I, it's it's the song, but it's also like the memories behind that mm-hmm. song. Like those songs remind me of just like, you know, like high school dances and like mm-hmm. college, like our basketball warm ups and like, you know, just being in the car with like my college roommates. And so it just takes me back to like a, a yeah. fun time for more sure. than anything and just something you know comes alive in me when I hear a little Snoop Dogg so nostalgic <laughs> is what it is <laughs> I'll give a little more um you know a nicer answer here um so I do listen to a lot of Christian music mm-hmm. um and gospel and so that is like my form of worship like I'll be the first to say like I do not read my Bible enough like I really need to do better on that um but like song is like mm-hmm. and listening to song is like my is my worship. So there was one song, I mean, there was a ton I could have named, but there was one that I thought about that even like looking back, like early on, like middle school and high school, like I would listen to this song and just like be reminded, you know, um, kind of who, who's in charge. And one of them, um, or the one I came to was Redeemer by Nicole C. Mullins. I don't know if you ever heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she asked like in the beginning, such these like 
simplistic, like almost like childlike questions, but they like resonate so much. So it was, um, it begins with who taught the sun where to stand in the morning, who told the ocean you can only come this far, who showed the moon where to hide till evening and whose words alone can catch a falling star. And the whole song is about my redeemer lives. All of creation testifies that my redeemer lives. So it's just a reminder, like, you know, that my redeemer does live. He's in charge no matter what I'm going through. And I've always listened to that song, like during tough things in my life. And so when I hear that song, I think, you know what, I listened to that during a tough time and here I am on the other side of it. So just love a that. good reminder. So love that. So oh, yeah, you got to totally like, I love that. That's who you are. That's my musical taste right there. From Snoop to Redeemer. That's what you're going to get. That's what I love about Elizabeth. I'm on music mix. Okay. You're the next Martha Stewart girl. Hang out. Love it. <laughs> okay, so you talked a little bit about Emmy and Ellie, mm-hmm. sweet little girls. Um, so tell us a little bit about, uh, a little bit more about finding out that there were two <laughs> and kind of like the shock or how you told Matt or if you are there together. I, I want to uh-huh. hear I want the listeners to hear that story and yeah. I want to hear it again because it's been a while. And I've never <laughs> yeah. heard it, so I'm here for it. Right. <laughs> yeah, so thankfully we were together because... Um, well, as you will find out, I really needed all the support I could get that day. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we, um, you know, decided to start expanding our family, uh, we were we were fortunate. Like um, I got pregnant pretty quickly and uh, felt good, like wasn't sick and, um, you know, went and had the initial blood work and nothing was like flagged that there might be two in there. I mean, it was just kind of smooth sailing. Um and we were scheduled to have our first ultrasound. Um, it was like the Friday before Labor Day weekend, because I remember I took that day off and we were going to have a long weekend and we were going to go together. Um, and so we went and um, Dr. Altman did like check for the heartbeat and we heard it and she was like healthy heartbeat. And I went out in the hallway while we we're waiting for the ultrasound and I text my mom that mm-hmm. and my mom wrote back um, just one and, you know, in hindsight, that's crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, where did that come from? And my... But it was crazy. Like I had so many like my patients tell me like you're gonna have twins one day. Like I don't know. It was like some yeah. twins running your family at all either I side. Mean, ex- yeah, extended because okay. I mean, I'm an only child, so this was definitely a shock. Um, okay. Like I have some great aunts and like um, like cousins, like ex- you know, like second, yeah, third yeah. cousins, but, but nothing, so nothing really yeah. on my radar. <clears throat> and so. Um, I was like, yeah, you know, just one, just kind of laughed it off. And then, cause at this point I thought we wouldn't know, like, right. You know, we heard one heartbeat. So we go in and the nurse starts doing the ultrasound and, you know, I'm pretty quickly feel like I see two bodies, (laughs) (laughs) but it's my first ultrasound and I don't want to like seem like over like zealous. So I was just like, I'm just going to let her do her thing and not blurt the answer out, you know? And, um, and then a few seconds later, she's like, well, there's two. And that's exactly how she said it. And <laughs> I remember just like, like scream, like I was like, oh, and I remember Matt kind of went, ah, like, like <laughs> nervous. Like, I can't hear Matt. <laughs> and I like, I remember this so well because I was laying on that table and I put my hands up to my mouth, you know, like I gasped. And then I just kept my hands there because I immediately realized she was not excited. Like something was going on because yeah. she was really like, she didn't have that excited tone or like what you would expect. Like, wow. Um, so I was kind of like, hmm, that's weird. Um, so I immediately started thinking, well, maybe like, maybe she doesn't see a heartbeat on the other one. Cause we'd already heard one heartbeat. Um, and so she's, you know, kind of digging and looking really hard. I can tell. And then she pages Dr. Ottman in and then, you know, then I kind of get that like panic, like, oh God, you know, what's going on? Yeah. 
And so Dr. Ottman comes in and she's looking and I'm finally like, everything okay? You know, like yeah. I'm just kind of starting you, to get concerned. Can you speak to me? Yeah. <laughs> and Dr. Ottman, and I think the world of Dr. Ottman, yeah, like she's, she's awesome. But I could like, leg- like see the concern in her face. So I knew something was up. Um, so she starts explaining that like there are two, but there's not a membrane or like a separation between them. Um, and so the risk with that is that their cords can get tangled up. So usually each twin has like its own room, basically like its own sack. And so um, they call it mono mono twins. So they shared a sack. So there was nothing between them. And then they shared a placenta as well. So it's like the most high risk type of twin pregnancy. And it's very rare. It's like one in 60,000 births, which I didn't know all this at the time. She didn't write all these statistics (laughs) off, but I researched it of course later. So, um, so, you know, I make the first mistake of saying, okay, well, like, you know, how many times have you seen this? And uh, she was like, once in residency. And like, I'm doing the math in my head thinking about how many patients Dr. Altman sees. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And then, you know, as if that weren't enough, I go, so what happened with that? Yeah. And they didn't make it. And so, um, you know, and I could just see like the shock in her face and um I was, and so it just immediately went from like this euphoria, like there's two to, oh my God, like what just happened, you know? Um, and still like trying to process this, I still don't really even understand. I'm like, are they conjoined? Like, I don't understand. And, and she was like, listen, like, I'm going to send you to a high risk doctor to confirm this. Um, but this is what's going on. And I do remember her being like, you're probably going to have to go on early, you know, bed rest and early delivery. Like Mm -hmm. you're looking at premature babies. Um, and so we went from like, you know, that excitement to literally like nurses were like crying and hugging me on the way out. Like, cause we had some friends that work there and I just remember sitting at that checkout table and just being like, oh my gosh, like what, what just happened? Like, yeah. you know, how did that turn around that quick? Um, yeah. And that was just a very like almost out of body, like just totally out of control feeling like yeah. there was nothing I could do to change what, what just happened, you yeah. know? Um, so I called my mom and um, I was like, well, you know, there are two. And I said, but there's some risk involved. And we, Matt and I were scheduled to actually go out of town like that day. We were going to go to a concert with some friends in Lexington. And um, we decided to go ahead and go just to kind of keep our mind, you know, yeah. off things. And But we met my parents back at my house um, before we went and um, just to kind of tell them what was going on. And, and we were both pretty rattled. Matt was crying I'm, mm-hmm. and I never had seen him ever cry you know we were just like scared and like confused and we had told his parents already at this point point. and my dad um is a physical therapist and he has like a super smart medical mind <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's like super super smart so he usually comes in with like statistics and like some like to a fault like sometimes worst <laughs> case scenario <laughs> so before they even came to my house my mom was like listen like don't be doing that. <laughs> I don't need that right now. She needs and a dad, not a you know, medical professional. <laughs> and I will never forget, and I haven't even really told many people this. He said, um, I'm going to try to get through saying this. Mm-hmm. He said, the God that split the Red Sea can keep those babies apart and protected. And um, I just remember like we got in the car and started driving and we were still kind of rattled. But within like an hour, like, you know, we'd prayed about it. I just got this like, you know, immense peace over me. Like, you know what, like whether I carry these babies like two weeks or I carry them, you know, as long as I can, um, 
there's two babies in there and we're yeah. going to celebrate that. You know, we're yeah. going to tell people. Amen. And I follow this whole like Facebook group about mono mono pregnancies and a lot of people like wait to tell people, which I mean, I, I get that side too. Like, yes. um, but I was like, we're going to tell people we're going to have a shower. We're going to celebrate like, cause we're going to celebrate there's two babies no matter what happens. Yeah. And I wasn't going to let fear keep me from enjoying, um, my pregnancy. So, yeah. I ended up seeing Dr. Tab. He's the high risk doctor here in Owensboro who was awesome. Um, he just has a very like comforting, like grandfather like presence. Mm -hmm. And so he walked, I saw him like within like three days, which was great. Um, and he confirmed it. He's like, yes, you do have mono mono twins. And he, he looked at me, he's like, but we're going to be okay. He's like, you're just going to do what we say and you're going to be fine. <laughs> and I'm a rule follower. Like I saw him like, you know what? We got this. Like I will do whatever it takes to get those girls here you just tell me yeah. and so then the reality of oh my gosh this is going to be quite the pregnancy you know set in and you know I'm um, in a private practice with my partner Rob and initially when I found out I was pregnant I'm the first female optometrist in that practice and um, I told him I was like I'll work up until my water breaks and I'll be out <laughs> six weeks don't you worry about it I'll be back <laughs> And so I called him that day and I was like, are you sitting down? Because this is going to be, and, and he was awesome about it. I mean, he worked extra to make up for me not being there, total, totally supportive. So yeah, I had to go on um, bed rest. The protocol is go on bed rest as soon as the babies can basically make it outside of the womb. Mm -hmm. And if they show distress during that time, they're out, they're taking them. And um, so they put me, I had to go to Deaconess because our NICU at the hospital wouldn't take me or wouldn't take the babies if I had them right away. So um, I w went to Deaconess at 26 weeks, and I was on bed rest for six weeks there. So what they would do is they would monitor their heart rates six hours of every day. So mm -hmm. I would do like two hours on, six hours off, two hours on. And in that two hours, you'd have to lay completely still, and they would just track their heart rates. So basically any kind of dip or like delay that was a sign of distress and their cords getting tangled and they were coming out. And then I'd have two ultrasounds a week and those ultrasounds would take like two hours because they'd have to trace each twin and each cord. And, and it was just crazy. So, um, thankfully we made it all six weeks really with no issues. Um, the goal was to make it to 32 weeks and we did. Um, so I was going to have a scheduled C-section at 32 weeks at like eight o'clock in the morning. Um, and I'm a planner. So I was like, I was ready. You know, I was going to get up and get my shower, get my makeup on. I was like, <laughs> I was like ready. So the day before um, my nurse practitioner came in and was like, you know what? We're, we're a day out. Let's just keep you on this monitor all day. Like you can get up, take a shower, but let's just play it safe. We've made it this far. I was kind of like, oh, okay. Because when you're on that monitor, you have to lay flat on your back. And, oh. like, my back was starting to kill me. And mm -hmm. um, I was like, all right. But real follower again, I was like, I got this. We'll, we'll do it. That night at about the night before I was supposed to have them at about 7 o'clock, a time I normally wouldn't have been on the monitor, their heart rates dropped. Oh, wow. And um, the nurse came in, and I'm kind of an optimist. So I was kind of like, I think it's just picking up my heart rate. You know, I was like, <laughs> I, think, I think they're fine. And she's like, mm, I don't think so. She, she starts, like, kind of, like, you know, messing with my belly and like brings them up, calls my doctor, uh, the surgeon. And he was like, you know what, if she does that again, like we're not going to wait till the next morning. Like yeah. we're just going to go in and take them. So, um, so then Matt and I like fell asleep. Matt was up there that night with me cause he was going to plan on being there the next morning. So he stayed the night in the hospital that night. And, um, about midnight, the nurse woke me up. I was asleep and she was like, Elizabeth, it's happening it's again. And so they dropped again. She kind of you know, mess with my belly a little bit, brought the heart rates back up, 
And this was like just after midnight and my doctor lived in Henderson and I was at the Deaconess, the women's mm-hmm. uh, clinic. And I mean, they were born at one, like 20. I mean, it was oh my all gosh, so wow. quick. Yeah. yeah, They got me ready. Like Mac got ready, rolled us down there. And I mean, it was quick. Um, and just hearing those cries was like the most beautiful noise. Cause it was like, it made it all worth it. Yes. And such a relief, like they're in this world now. Yes. <laughs> um, and so it, it was just a wild, crazy journey. I was there through Christmas. Um, oh my goodness. But yeah. you know, it was just, I don't know. Like I also like cherish that time. Well now as a mom, I'm like six weeks bedrest. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> take me back. You know, <laughs> I just did a lot of like TV watching. And, you That's know, what I was going to ask. Like, what did like, you do woo. to get through it? You're like TV watching. When I was there. Mindless the, movies. Mindless right? movies. Yeah. I was like, I'm never going to have this time back. So I'm just going to do what I want, you know, as much as Good you can you, laying yeah. in a bed. So, yeah. um, but it, I don't know. And I also like treasure that time because I I had a lot of visitors. Thank God it was before COVID and I could have as many visitors as I wanted. But um, I also had a lot of time by myself and like a lot of like, especially at night, I, I like I sent my mom and Matt home. I was like, you all got to get rested up for what's mm-hmm. coming next. Like, yes. don't try to stay up here with me. I'm fine. But that at night, like I would have the heart rate monitor on like always around midnight and just like having that time to like hear their little heart. I just felt so like connected with them before they even got here oh. because I had all that time with just me and them before yeah. they were even here. So I don't, yeah. it was, it was very stressful and scary, but also like just very beautiful and a, a miracle. I mean, I just feel like I really got Actually, to see a miracle. Two, two little miracles. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. So they got here and they're, they're, they're out and you hear their cries and then they immediately have to go to the NICU, right? So tell us a little bit about their stay and Mm -hmm. like any like scary scenarios. Um, Yeah. So like I didn't even see them um, when they were born. Like I heard their cry and then they immediately like we had like 20 people in the room. Like they each Mm -hmm. had like 10 people to each one of them. Um, And, you know, we were prepared for a premature birth. So there's a lot of things they can do, which was great. Like I had had steroid shots and I'd had um, a magnesium drip. Um, you said so that, that was hard, wasn't it? Oh, God. Right. So tell, that tell us like about hell in a handbag is what they call it. <laughs> like it's supposed to protect their brains. Um, but magnesium like IV is like oh my gosh, like you feel like you've just been hit by a truck. Like it just makes you feel like you have the flu. And so I had to have two rounds of that. So the first round was when I first got checked in at 26 weeks and I had no idea. Like literally they're checking me in. I'm signing off on paperwork and they're hooking me up and I'm immediately like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, I did it again, like 48 hours before they were born. So, um, but anyway, it's supposed to be like protect them against brain bleeds because they're more at risk for that. So, um, so they did that to prepare for them being premature. And we were so fortunate. I mean, they had like, they had all these tests done. Like they, you know, did a CT or MRI of their brains just to make sure like there was no brain bleeds. And the big thing at that age is they have to just learn how to be able to eat and like take a bottle yeah. and because they don't have that reflex yet. Um, yeah. So, and they just have to grow and like learn how to regulate their temperature. So we were so fortunate. They had really no issues besides just getting bigger um and being in the NICU is a very like life-changing experience because we did see babies get 
you know, whisk away in a helicopter to, you know, a higher level NICU. We saw surgeries and that was really hard to watch. I mean, the NICU is just, I don't know, unlike anything I've ever been through. It was like the most emotionally and like physically exhausting thing I've ever been through. But Mm -hmm. I like have such an appreciation for that side of it now. Like Mm -hmm. those nurses are truly like angels on earth. Like they Mm -hmm. see you at your lowest and they are there for you. And as an only child, like I knew nothing about babies. Like I didn't babysit growing up. So like, <laughs> I felt like they taught me everything, like change a diaper, like, and I'm so grateful for that. Cause if I had come home with two babies and not had <laughs> oh that, my oh my God, yeah. I would have probably Dude. been like at my pediatrician office every day. Like, what's this? What is that? <laughs> this is not right. But they like, you know, show me what was normal with preemies, what was not. And, and still like super stressful, like yeah. premature babies is like, I didn't sleep for like nine months. I slept on the nursery floor, <laughs> just watching them. And breathe basically because I was so worried about that but right. NICU like definitely prepped me for that more um so it was tough because I was I didn't work during that time when they were in the NICU but they were in Evansville and I was here so like I would and we had moved during that time too like to add one more thing to the <laughs> fire we had moved while I was in the hospital so I was trying to come home and get things set up and then I would go see them and spend all day there and then come back so it was a really like tiring time but mm-hmm. um you know, we got through it and then finally got to bring them home and what a sweet gift that was. Um, How old were they when they came home? We were there six weeks. So okay. I was in, on bed rest six weeks and they were there six weeks. So okay. we spent three months total at, at oh the hospital. Can you yeah. imagine? I don't know if you remember this, but Matt and I, my Matt and I were in Evansville once, like going to eat somewhere and you and your Matt were coming out. Yes. Like I guess while yes. they were in while that, they were in there, I remember that now. I remember yep. thinking those poor people. <laughs> we probably <laughs> just looked, looked so exhausted. exhausted oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and just sort of, you know, like zombie, because I'm yeah. sure you're in the, the thick of it. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 So it was, it was tough, but well worth it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. They, it's, it's wild looking back it like is how far you've come and how, I mean, they're brilliant little sweet I girls. Can't, can't, and, talk about I mean, how cute and polite. Oh my gosh. And the well, way you dress them. I want to talk fresh, about that for a minute. Fresh. Like I cannot imagine like your bill at Kidstop or wherever it is <laughs> you go. Preppy, adorable. I know because they're like perfect. Like you, know, you buy Matched. everything in twos, but they are just so Which cute. Which I, I take issue with because I'm like, I cannot <laughs> I know. tell unless like one's turned a certain way and I see like her birthmark. I'm like, dang it. Put their know, name on their shirts because I, I, I just... always feel terrible that I'm like, Oh no. How did you tell them apart in the beginning? (laughs) It was actually easier in the beginning because Ellie had a strawberry, like a hemangioma. That was easier. Yeah, and it stuck out. I mean, like, it was big. Um, So, I mean, before they they had hair, it was like super easy. Um, (laughs) But then, yeah, it's actually gotten harder as they've gotten older. Like, even today at lunch, I told my mom, I was like, God, they look so much alike today. (laughs) Like, there's just days (laughs) they just look so much alike. Yes. that I just like to match them. I know eventually one day they'll they won't want to do that. So yeah, I just do what you take can advantage right now. Of what I can. I have tried precious. to like do little different things for the sake of their kindergarten teacher because they're in the same class. So I've done like different bows or like different hairstyles or you know yeah stuff like that. Do they so. have pretty unique personalities from one another? Yeah, they do. I mean, they're a lot alike, but um, Ellie is definitely like my like outgoing like bull in a china shop like just <laughs> wild child. Like she literally jumps on the bed and and. Then and like lays down and passes out like she goes hard <laughs> until she hits that pillow and emmy's like my little rule follower and like just soft-spoken and sweet yeah. and yeah. like so they had their first nti day um mm-hmm. 
I guess that was what Tuesday and it she knew it was coming and she was up at seven like mom we gotta we gotta get on our pewters like oh, pewters. <laughs> Wait, don't don't be late we gotta be on our pewters you know and Ellie's in there like she's keeping you alive I love that <laughs> it was so funny it was so cute that's adorable yeah Ellie's like no Ellie man slept in. she's like good. snow day I'm sleeping in <laughs> yeah, seriously Emmy's like get her work ready mom she's like killjoy yeah. <laughs> Ellie and Channing are very similar well Chaining is times 10 of what, but, but they are, they're funny oh, yeah, together, they're you know, but they yep. all get along so well yeah. and they play well together and That's it's adorable. So it's yep. such a blessing. Okay. So you talked about, we, we've talked, we've made some eye jokes in here, I think a couple <laughs> times. So you're an optometrist locally and you talked about mm-hmm. your practice. So tell us about going into optometry because I cannot remember who it was, but I've told you this story before and I told it around Matt too um and he was like his eyes were rolling back in his head but uh, somebody was saying you're friends with elizabeth martin right and i'm like yeah she's one of my best friends i can't even remember who it was and um she was like she is a genius you know that right like <laughs> she's just insanely intelligent and could have gone into whatever she wanted to she could be a brain surgeon i mean i don't even remember who it was thank they you were just like, said that. i mean just was <laughs> going, i cannot remember who it was but they were like she's brilliant she's br-. i'm like oh, well nice. you know she is just down to earth so i uh, guess she is very smart but she's not like leading with her like intelligence like hello i'm a genius but yes you are a smart intelligent woman well, thank so you. tell us about why you went that direction yeah so i um i mean i've always been a little science nerd so I wanted to do like (laughs) something with you know science and ideally medicine but like I had like super weak stomach growing up like I (laughs) could not see blood like I would pass out and you know I just felt this calling towards medicine but I was like oh my god like how can I do this like I actually shadowed (laughs) a family doctor and I had to go out in the hallway with my head between my knees. Oh. And I don't even remember what it was, but like something yeah. set me off. And I'm like, okay, clearly I can't go to med that school. That sounds like me. Pass out over anything. Um, and so I just would do like, I did a ton of job shadowing and like, um, I thought I wanted to do pharmacy. I worked in a pharmacy for a while. My dad's a PT. So I almost went into that. I really was close to that. But um, I don't, I shadowed my optometrist and my optometrist going, growing up as uh, Dr. Sanders here in Owensboro. And he was just always so personable. And like every time I came in, he would just like, it, he would always just talk to me. Like I never felt rushed. And I just mm-hmm. liked that, like that one-on-one, like, you know, not like super pressure. Like it was just like, I could get to know my patient and like help them. But like, it wasn't like super high intense stressful like I'm not going to be also like on call like late nights and right. things like that because I knew I wanted to have a family so and I didn't think I would run into much you know blood and guts with the with the eyeballs so um, <laughs> <laughs> which I have kind of gotten over that thankfully but um, so yeah so I knew I wanted to do something and so it was just through like a lot of shadowing I did not decide I wanted to do optometry until right before my senior year here, here at Westland so um, I was kind of late to deciding that but um you know, after I did decide it, I just feel like things fell in place so well. And I feel like that's kind of like a sign that you're kind of doing your, you know, God given purpose there. Like I, my partner now, Dr. Hamilton, um, his wife was actually my eighth grade English teacher at OMS. And so my first year at IU, I ran into her out to eat and um, I was like, yeah, I'm in optometry school now. And I had totally forgotten that 
her husband was an optometrist and she was like, oh, yeah, you should, uh, you know, look Rob up when you get done. And like, you know, maybe he'll give you a job, you know, just kind of <laughs> casually said that. Yeah. And um, so my first year there at IU, I um, called him and I was like, hey, could I just come like shadow, you know, in the summer just to get some more experience? And um, he actually offered me a like a job like a like almost like an internship yeah. so um I ended up working for two summers um there and so I would just fill in when people were on vacation like I would do like front desk I would do teching I would do like glasses dispensing and in hindsight like I'm so thankful for that because yeah. that's the practice I ended up joining so I was so familiar with like their system and their way of doing things and, and like patients so when it came down to me coming home and being able to join the practice, which thankfully I was able to, I just felt like I was coming home, you know? So yeah. it was just so nice the way nice. it worked out. Um, so yeah, I came back and, um, joined forces with him in 2012 and then I, uh, became a partner in 2016 and then now we're 50, 50 partners. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, how I came about optometry and got, you know, landed in the practice I'm in now. Um, and I'm just so thankful. Like I have a great business partner um like he we get along like we've never had a disagreement like we just see eye to eye on like how we run things eye to eye really yeah (laughs) (laughs) i I really didn't mean that didn't plan that i promise (laughs) she keeps catching those eye jokes um i see you i see you (laughs) but super fortunate because you know like you said you spend more time with your work family than your own you know home family so like we just we get along we have a great work environment great staff so i'm just super thankful for that yeah absolutely i i love the fact that you work those different jobs now too because that gives you so much credibility as a leader Mm -hmm. to be able to say like well i did that so here's a maybe a better way to go about this or that that and that and people respect you more when you've been in those positions that they've been in so i really i think that's super valuable for sure to work for right absolutely (laughs) when did y'all move to the new uh it'll be three years in may yeah Yeah. so we were downtown i mean that practice was downtown like since like 19 i think 40 something Mm -hmm. um and then yeah we moved to our new location in may of 2020 just Mm -hmm. needed upgraded facilities or we just outgrown the space yeah so if we wanted to grow which you know we do um then we had to get go bigger and we were kind of landlocked downtown so um so yeah, we made the big move uh, right in the middle of COVID. So that was crazy too. Like we were shut down and couldn't see patients and we were in the you know, middle building. of building this building. So we were kind of like, that was a scary time, you yeah. know. Um, but thankfully it all worked out and we got to get going in the new building and um, it's, it's been, it's been it great. Is. We, we, really we feel like gosh. we're kind of like home. Like it's just, um, you know, we've got the space we need now and it's just, it's just, it's a good place to be. So that's yep. great. It's a great place to watch the fireworks too. Yeah. <laughs> that is right. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the parking lot. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's um, all right. So it, obviously you love your job. We know that you're passionate about it, but what's mm-hmm. the most difficult thing about what you do? Um, I don't think it's necessarily anything about my job itself. I mean, there are definitely things about my job that are, um, difficult. And I would say in the like business management side, just Mm -hmm. because like optometry school and probably most professional schools do not prepare you for that side at Mm -hmm. all. Um, so that, I mean, but thankfully like my partner is, knows a lot about that. So he's been able to teach me along the way. But I think the most difficult is just in general being a working mom and like trying to split, like, you know. I, if you're doing too much at the office, you don't feel like you're doing enough at home and vice versa. Like I'm always feel like I'm not doing enough at one place. Um, and I, and that's gotten better. I mean, I've just kind of, 
I feel like learned to give myself a little more grace and just basically know that as long as I'm trying my hardest at both, like the rest will work itself out. Like, I don't think Emmy and Ellie will feel like <laughs> they're abandoned mm-hmm. if I'm at work because they know like that, you know, they, they kind of understand my role at work. I yes. mean, they've gone in with me when I've gotten <laughs> paged by patients. And so like, I feel like they are old enough too to understand that now, which helps. So, um, but I think that's just, you know, hard for anybody just trying to yeah. split that time and make sure you're doing enough in each, in each area. So. Well, let me tell you something. You are dominating both. And that's <laughs> going to, I mean, Emmy and Ellie already are learning like, oh my gosh, I can be a working mom mm-hmm. and I can uh, go after my passion and do something that is, you know, important to me too. I mean, mm-hmm. you are setting an amazing example. And by the way, you do all the arts and crafts. It always make me <laughs> like I'm not doing enough arts and crafts. So, oh my gosh. I'm always getting videos and like photos. And I mean, she is so hands-on. Like when you are with your girls, you are so intentional. Like you're well, so intentional. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, uh, I want to be that way, you know, because I want to spend the best time with them. But and a lot of it, you know, same thing, like going on trips. Jackie's always like, so what are you doing on your day off? Go, you know, <laughs> always go on to something. Disney World. Yeah, <laughs> But part of it is that working mom. Like, I feel like I have to maximize my yes. time when yes. I'm home with them. So, yeah. it, you know, it means going to Disney World for the weekend <laughs> get her or doing something crazy. Yeah. You know, I just I've, a little bit of that is the guilt. Like, I've got to get it all in, you mm-hmm. know, so yeah. but. Man, you do. I mean, I, I'm sure I know I know what you're saying. I know the guilt, but man, you do an amazing job. Well, you're you. such an amazing mom. And they just, oh gosh, they get to see you dominating and momhood and, you know, work, work life. So well, thank you're you. Doing a great I appreciate job. that. Amazing job. Um, okay. So what's the best part about your job? Um, I think it's just the people. Like, mm. I just really like, um, like, I feel like my staff has become like family and I feel like my patients have become friends, you know, like mm-hmm. there's, I mean, there's some patients I've now seen going on 11 years. So I'm, you know, I've seen them, I've seen their kids. And so it's just really cool. Like, I don't feel like, you know, I feel like I'm their friend too. Like they come in and, you know, talk to me about their life and ask me about my life. Mm-hmm. And it's just cool to have that relationship. And I'm so grateful to be back in my hometown, you know, to be able to come back and do that. Um, mm-hmm. I also really like um, just like the craziness of optometry. <laughs> like there's so many things that the eye tells you about the rest of the body. So like that keeps the day to day interesting. Like it's not just, you know, prescribing a pair of glasses. So um, not that that happens every day, but there are definitely things that like help point somebody in another direction as far as their overall health like um we are constantly like ordering mris and blood work and sleep studies like all these things that relate to the eye and that has been like the coolest thing for me like professionally to see just how you know you can impact not that they're like life-saving but like you know you might say hey you need to get this checked out like and it helps them with their overall like well-being and health so that's been really cool for me as I've you know been in practice more to see that so because we're very like medically oriented like Mm -hmm. we do a lot of the medical side of optometry so um that's been cool too yeah well I think you can say life-saving without um violating anybody's privacy I'm pretty sure you have definitely helped people in many but, different ways. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. They, you know, to heal, it's, to help it's them pretty heal. cool. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, I don't do science. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, give some. Ex- I mean, obviously, without violating anybody's mm-hmm. privacy, like, can you give some examples of like things you might see in the eye that yeah. would indicate something so, else? So, um, like, one big thing is like 
the eye is like the one place you can like have a direct look at like blood vessels without being invasive. So like anything that affects your blood vessels, so like diabetes or hypertension. So like I'm all the time ordering like glucose tests on people because of either things I'm seeing in the eye or the way their prescription has changed. Um, the nerve in your eye is a direct link to your brain. So like if there's swelling of the nerve, then something's going on in the brain. So, you know, we've caught brain tumors or, you know, swelling in the brain, things like that. So, um, and some people are totally like asymptomatic. So, mm-hmm. so get your eye exam. So it is life-saving. <laughs> As a hypochondriac, <laughs> I will be maintaining my eye exams. Yeah. Not on the regular. The, no. Scary to death here. No. <laughs> well, and y'all have, I, just, I don't know if that's just from the new facility, but I feel like y'all have a lot of, like technology mm-hmm. at your office. Yeah, I mean, we, that's like really important to us. Like we we like our toys, so we <laughs> like we try to invest in all that because it does lead to like better diagnostics and treatment. Mm-hmm. We feel like you know by staying up to date on that. So yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah. When should a okay? Sorry, this is just no, like my personal. Yeah. Like when should a kid start going to the eye that's doctor? A great question. Yeah. So the recommendation is actually six months, three years, and five years, oh, sure. um, wow. which most Whoops. people don't come. You know, unless there's a problem. Yeah. Um, I really like to get kids like between like two, three, four, like just because if there is a big issue, like, um, like if we worry about like a lazy eye or something like that, those Mm -hmm. don't like, that's not always an obvious like sign. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a good time to address it. So, um, yeah, I usually like to get them in that, that age range. Yeah. Well, as your best friend, I need to um, make my daughters in there. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't see. Well, and, I mean, so I didn't mean. Oh, you're, no, you're the good. The good thing about Kentucky is like it is very like um, we're very like progressive state on that stuff. Like our cool. board is really good, so every kindergartner has to be seen um, in okay, Kentucky. Okay, so, neg- so you will see. Her. So for sure, okay. yeah. Cool, cool. Um, so it's like a yeah, it's like statewide Perfect. thing, and not well, all states good. do that, which it's awesome because we catch so many things before they go to school and vision is their learning. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. such totally. a link between vision and learning so yeah Yeah, they could be frustrated and you you don't even know why yep that's great okay so tell us something interesting about yourself that i mean maybe we don't know or you want to tell others or things that you're interested in um yeah I mean I think you've kind of already touched on it I'm kind (laughs) of um you know I'm I'm like I like adventures like I like traveling um I don't have a ton of time to do that but um I do like especially now just doing things with my girls like Mm. I love girls days like I love just like taking them even just like to go eat or like go to the mall they're like at that age now where they can go shopping Mm. um so I just really have enjoyed that um being, being a girl mom, Chuck E. Cheese. We love, we love some Chuck E. Cheese. I, say, I see that on your Instagram stories a lot. Yeah. We like getting those, those Charles E. Cheese. Like. Getting those prizes. Um, so yeah, I think that. I mean, when I'm not looking at eyeballs and <laughs> momming, that's what you know. We like to go on our little adventures and um, and things like that. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, you are adventurous, and uh, you and Zach get me out of my comfort zone. So I'm very thankful <laughs> for that. Okay, so who are some women who have inspired you? Or if you don't want to mention names, what qualities in women in your life have inspired you? Um, so I just feel like I have, you know, so many like just wonderful, like maternal, like inspiring people in my life. Um, like my mom is my best friend. Like she um, is there for me. Like if I call her at 3 a.m. and say, can you come over? You know, we've got two sick babies. She's going to be there. Um 
if I ask her to go to Disney World and stay up till midnight, like she's <laughs> she may she might pain a little, little bit, bit, but she she's gonna do it. And you know, yeah. she always says to me, like if I be like, "Thanks, mom," you know, she'll be like, "That's just what you do. It's what you do," mm-hmm. you know. And she's always has said that. So, yeah. um, you know, I just feel like I, you know, really have a, a wonderful mom, and she's always been in like some sort of like caretaker role. Like so, she was a stay at home mom, so she you know took care of me growing up, but even like when I got out of school, like, I mean, she's helped obviously with my girls. She helped take care of my grandmother when she had like end stage dementia. So she's always been in that role of just very giving and, um, you know, not always the most glorious, you know, job, but mm-hmm. she has done it with just a Christ-like attitude. And I'm just, you know, I'm very grateful for her, but, um, yeah, I have a, just, I have a great, a wonderful aunt too, um, that has helped me with my girls too and taking care of them. And, um, she is literally like an angel on earth, my aunt Sandra. So, um, and I have a wonderful granny that has prayed for me every day since I was a baby. So I just feel like I really have been so blessed in in that department. Mm -hmm. Um, and for not having like biological siblings, like, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I've been so blessed with just like, um, sisterhood of friends um you two included like I just feel like that has filled you know not that I like I mean I love being an only child but I'm very close (laughs) to my parents but just it's just filled that gap of um just having sisters and so um I have you know my college teammates and roommates and I just feel like you know I've been able to keep you know communication and with them and friendships with them. And that just really has just, you know, turned into this big sisterhood of friends, which I'm so grateful for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yep. You, you have lots of lovely people in your life and I love your mom as well. She's, she's a good one. (laughs) I I love how um, me, obviously similar to you, just like, straightforward she is oh, like yeah. she's gonna say it like it is in a kind graceful way not mm-hmm. not that she's rude at all but she just is who she is and i just love that mm-hmm. about her so much she is she's good people yep. for sure and your dad <laughs> oh he's, yeah he's so fun <laughs> he's like he, a little kid <laughs> he is my, my mom used to always say she had two children exactly yes zach is Very one of my soldiers so i understand, understand that. how many times a week does your mom take the girls to real hoss when they're not in school because that's i that's oh, where yeah. i see them most often oh yeah like once or twice yeah yeah and it. now that they're in school like we like she and i will meet once or twice a week on my they're lunch really break awesome. yeah i love it that's it's so our little sweet. spot <laughs> i love it all right so final question mm-hmm. what are you most proud of about yourself um so i was thinking a lot about this one um i guess like the biggest thing is i'm not like super like naturally like confident like um I've always been pretty hard on myself fairly like I'm outgoing and social but kind of like shy too um I mean to be honest the thought of doing a podcast like 10 to 15 years ago like made me want to like crawl in the fetal position like, <laughs> like public speaking which I know this is not quite public speaking I mean literally like phobia of it like yeah. growing up so like I feel like not nothing that I can take credit for but only like just by the grace of God like I feel like I've had experiences to kind of push myself and stretch those boundaries that I think the younger Elizabeth would like look at and be like, I never would thought you have done that. Like I never would think that you would like be a part owner of a business and take like the, the risk to get there. And like, um, I never thought you would like, you know, have twins and work. And so there's just some things that I've done with a huge support system. And like I said, the grace of God that I feel like I'm, more bold and 
still not super confident, but more confident than I was growing up. And so I'm thankful for that and still, you know, trying to grow in those ways. But um, yeah. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Well, I hope that uh, being on here will kind of show you a little bit about how impactful and inspiring you are. It's just a little thing that we're going to like boost you up a little bit because we do think you're amazing. Well, thanks. Um, And you all made it very... um, Easy and comfortable. So thank you for that. We're here for you. Yes. We love you. I only dearly. hyperventilated in my car like for a few seconds beforehand. So <laughs> Did you fine. really? <laughs> I was a little nervous on the way yeah. here. But oh then I'm gosh. like, you know, these are these are my girls. Like I'm just talking. Yeah. Right? They're just talking about you. It's not your love, life. so like I could, you know, yeah. mess up yeah, and I can edit out anything you want me yeah. to edit out, girl. Don't you <laughs> help, me help a girl out here? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you and we love you dearly. Thank you. Thanks thank for having you. me. Yep. Elizabeth's mom, Susie Mozzie, shares why she thinks Elizabeth is inspiring. Elizabeth has been a blessing, not only to her dad and I, but to her whole family. She has always been self-disciplined, whether in academics or sports, and that filtered into her current work ethic. Her character can be described as a sweet, gentle spirit who is accepting of others. She's blessed us with beautiful twin granddaughters, and it's been a joy to see her become a loving mother. We couldn't be more proud of how she has juggled a demanding full-time career and being a mom, and she does it with grace. We're proud she chose to stay in Owensboro to attend Kentucky Wesleyan, which had a positive impact on her life. Elizabeth's Christ-like attitude is reflected in the daily interactions she has with others, especially with her girls. Elizabeth's true beauty comes from within. 